Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh-oh. I'm, like, dancing. I'm, I'm, like a profession- <laughs> I'm a professional now, Sahai. Oh, yeah? Like, not hearing the music, but hearing it in my head. <laughs> I'm a professional Zoomer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Guys, welcome to Station 19... After Buzz TV After Show, Season 3, Episode 12, I'll Be Seeing You. And all I have to say is I was not ready. I was not ready for this. I was like, I watched it earlier this morning. I was in tears. I think my eyes are probably still red. What were your overall thoughts, Sahai? I was surprised, too. I didn't expect this major loss. Um, I thought it was going to be someone else. Um, actually, I thought it was going to be Emmett, but to see who it was and how it went down was crazy. Yeah, you know, if you guys watch our show and you've watched it continuously, I was of the belief that they were actually not going to do what they did this last episode on Thursday. And I'm just, I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready because I, I guess I just didn't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a main character. Like, what? Anyways, let's jump into it. So uh, opening scene, we see Avery, Vic, and Ben working out. uh, And it's a hot mess, right? Because Mm -hmm. it looks like Avery has kind of been able to move on and Vic has not. And she was like, like, what are you doing in my gym? Like, why are you here? You can't sleep here. You, You just can't be in my space. What were you? What were your thoughts on that? Because I was surprised that, and we'll get to it when we get to that shower scene. But I was surprised of the sexual tension that I still saw from just that gym moment. Yeah, I picked up on it last week when uh, she saw him on site for that last week's incident um, because she didn't look unhappy to see him. She actually looked pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. and we saw that uh, follow over into this week. So. Um, I think there's definitely going to be some uh, more firehouse sets happening, being that Jack is going to be working with the PR team. I'm sorry, Jackson is going to be working with the PRT team uh, on his days off. He will definitely be on Vic when he's there. (laughs) That's a good way to put it, Sahai. Mm -hmm. Uh, I loved how uh, they had that banter about you know, yeah, I'm here and I'm just taking, I'm taking advantage of the amenities. And Avery is like, yeah, like I don't accidentally want to sleep with you. And that kind of set the tone for the whole episode because you saw the, like the fireworks between the two. Yeah. And then we move on to Emmett and Travis and we see them in the locker room and we know that like Jack kind of interrupts them, but Emma is trying to say that he still wants to be with, together with Travis, even though he's still in the closet. He has a girlfriend slash 
really a fiance that they're they're trying she wants to marry him they've been together since college days and i was just like you kind of need to deal with what's going on there before you try to pursue what's happening here what were your thoughts yeah poor little emmett i think he's just going to what feels good and being with travis feels good whereas everything else from his job to his other relationship feels very stressful. So he's trying to find some type, some place where he feels like comfortable and relaxed and even taken care of and loved. And that's what he's getting from Travis, but he's he's using Travis in a sense. And that's why I thought Emmett was gonna die because he didn't look like he was gonna make it out of this to this week's incident. He really did it. And, and, and we'll get to that, but he seems super weak in this situation and having Travis have to, kind of carry him during his panic attack and all mm-hmm. of that stuff him feeling unsure about everything that he was doing because at the end of the day we know that he didn't really want to be a fighting about life as firefighters and what I thought was almost sad so high was the fact like their whole being is as they were talking and as we were going on in the episode we saw that they were like the lone survivors of their generation and their crew per se yeah what were your thoughts on that i think we see that with a lot of people even now with this quarantine people who are losing their jobs a lot of times people don't know how to identify themselves outside of work because you spend so much time there i have a belief that people who you work with actually know you better than sometimes your family because you get to know them in a totally different way. You're a different person at work than you are with your family. So that's what we were saw with the OGs here. Um, I love seeing Mr. Carl Winslow yeah. <laughs> from Family Matters. Uh, so that was cute. He looks great. Um, so it was, and it was nice to see Pruitt with the people that he came up with, which was yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Dean hanging out with the old timers and really expressing his love for Prue and also realizing that he wasn't prepared. He wasn't prepared for whatever happens next, which we saw in this episode really stunted him because I had never seen Dean hesitate in uh emergency call ever and we saw that in this episode so we saw that he was like oh doting over his his daughter and them making fun of him saying like what kind of name is Prue and he says you know name after Pruitt and all of that stuff which was the was the first part that made my heart like twitter a little bit because I was like okay so why are they saying this right now when Pruitt is right there do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so I knew something was coming up um but it also allowed me to think like okay so you know what as young people we don't think about having wills and we don't think about the future and when they asked him like if something happened to you today who would take care of Prue tomorrow and he had no answer for that and I thought about that like what what if something happened? He knew, okay, well, at least my wife or girlfriend has her, but he doesn't have anybody and not even yeah. his mama and his daddy right now. Also, yeah. we saw some a similar sentiment from uh, Jackson and Ben when they were talking about how Miranda deals with the fear of knowing that a loved one is out there all the time. So that was yeah. kind of like a reoccurring theme. Like, what do you do when your life, your job is to put yourself in danger at the expense of your loved ones? 
Yeah. So then we get to the major emergency, and it's uh, fire spreading in allied storage. And when I think of storage, I think of like storage, your your objects and the things that you have acquired over life. But what we saw over the episode was there were people living in storage. They were there were people like the band that was practicing in storage. And people were like really like living half their lives in the storage facility. And we saw like the manager of the storage facility kind of act shady in the beginning. And then we we meet that 50-year-old that we'll talk about later that was literally living there because he lost his home. And I was like, oh, this is something that I think is probably real in real life, but you just never really think about it because we take so many things for granted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I've heard of this before. I have relatives that, um, you know, have been homeless at some point and it is not an easy situation. So, you know, you think, oh, a lot of people are seeing now they're one paycheck away from losing their home, their mortgage. It can happen to anybody. And you got to think about it. A storage facility is big enough but also cheap. I'm not outside in the elements. So it makes sense, especially in a city like LA where homelessness is such a huge issue here. I'm sure that this story- wow, Cause they kept talking about like, oh, so-and-so is still there. And she's like, you need to stop naming your inanimate objects after women, right? <laughs> the guitar and the van and all of that stuff. And although it was like a small quib, it, it it really did make sense. Like, you, you can't do that, really. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because those are the things they loved and they loved those women. Who knows? Like, it could have go, uh, gone either way. So. <laughs> then it, then it... Uh, they're in the locker room. Hmm. My favorite, favorite scene. It was so funny. So Vic, so Avery comes out in all his glory, six-pack, eight-pack, still, like, Glistening. Yeah, I. Linda was saying um, about Avery coming out of the shower, looking all handsome with a six pack and glistening from the shower. Um, so uh, that caused Vic to be all hot and bothered. Um, you know, seeing Jackson, it, it made me realize we rarely see Jackson without a shirt. And this was definitely a pleasant surprise. So that got Vic very flustered. And it made me think about what, how are they going to handle this dynamic? And is Vic really broken up? Are they really broken up right now? Like, what are they doing? Um, so this is going to be something interesting as we watch. Also, uh, just a personal comments. I just like Jackson's bow legs. Like whenever he like <laughs> see him walk, I like his little bow legs. And whenever he wears his sneakers and his streetwear, he's definitely like a hype beast. So it, it's just always so cute. But it also we also saw him a little bit out of his element at Station 19. So that's going to be interesting to watch. You know what was interesting to me is that you see him out of his element, but you also see him kind of feel a little bit comfortable. You know what I mean? Like he's comfortable to walk out there naked. And I mean, guys, 
sexy, 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 <laughs> and throwing Vic off her game. Him calling her, a hit, her calling him an underwear model, <laughs> and this wall of steam, sexy ghost. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um. So the great thing we saw about that that specific scene was that they were definitely not over. And we saw that as we rolled into the emergency and she's like going into the fire and he's worried about her going in and him saying like, you know, how to Ben, like, how do you deal with this? Like, I don't want her to really be a hero because I care about her. And Ben saying, well, I thought you guys broke up. And he's like, well, I still care about her. So I think that we haven't seen the last of this couple at all. Yeah, especially since um, our girl Maggie at Grace has moved on. So, I mean, and, and there it holds the whole issue in this episode. <laughs> so we see Avery struggling with Vic and his feelings for Vic, and we see the sparks and all of that stuff. And when she talked about smoking that smile smirk mm-hmm. and, and like not being able to control his face, I thought, okay, oh my God, that's super cute. But then we saw him having to do emergency surgery in the PRT truck. And then, lo and behold, you know, they needed Maggie's advice. And so he was battling between his feelings, I thought, between Vic and Maggie. And in that moment, you know, he cares about both. And they're both in emergency situations. Did you feel like that tension at all? I didn't, I think he was just so surprised to see how Ben had thought so every step through. I think he was, uh, earlier we saw him respect Vic so much when she put the extra weight in, you know, to to be, to challenge him with how much weight she could lift when he saw that uh, she was rushing into the fire as opposed to away from it, that impressed him. And then here it is, he has Maggie, who is another impressive woman who's able to literally talk him through how to perform a surgery that is her area of expertise and not his so I didn't pick up the romantic vibes um I just thought it was it, it, it was like his worlds have collided again mm. and he he's he's definitely always involved with one woman he works with like he said and two very strong smart women mm. I, I I like that point of view I do think that though there is the aspect of chemistry and love and feelings and I think that he doesn't know right now where his feelings lie I think that you know the breakup of of him and Vic is one thing but the breakup of him and Maggie is also another thing Mm -hmm. and like you said they're both strong beautiful women and being in that moment having just talked to Vic and now um, Maggie's on your screen I think it tore him (laughs) up and I think that we're going to see a little bit more of that and how that plays out um yeah so then we see Sullivan show up at the emergency um and try to kind of you know obviously he's the battalion chief so take charge and he sends Emmett and Travis uh to vent the roof and we find out the roof is unstable and we know that the bunch of the team is still inside so he decides to reassign them to search and rescue and uh, instead they're going to do a horizontal vent. So the team's inside, they're trying to figure out like what storage units they can open and who they can rescue and all of that stuff. And 
we find out like it's not going to be as simple as they thought right so we see how this emergency has turned into like a complex situation in the meantime we also see the old timers who are like playing cards or gambling or whatever um listening to what's going on yeah um and i just thought it was like a powerful juxtaposition where you see what they used to do versus what's going on now and how they can literally tell you like hey this is what's going to happen next i i can foresee it because i've been there done that what were your thoughts on that whole thing it shows you how uh everyone has a different idea of what's fun right and for them what was fun was not only playing cards but listening to the radio and listening to other calls and hearing Pruitt talk about that's something he did with Andy as a child to put her to, it, it was really interesting to see uh, what connects people. And um, so it also, it made me respect them so much. And it shows you how some things change and some things do not. Because like you said, the fact that they were able to predict what was gonna happen next and they were saying, oh, your team is so, you know, at first they were teasing him, but later they told Pruitt, wow, you've trained these guys well, because yeah. they, they were able to assess uh, so I thought that was, I was like, that was interesting. That was good. Yeah. Um, the part with the old timers and Pruitt that kind of made me sad is that they kept talking about their team. And anytime they mentioned a name, that person was dead. That person passed away. And it, you could see through Pruitt's face that it was affecting him. And um, just him having to deal with the fact that, you know, he's going to die. He's going to die soon. And he's dealing with a deadly disease. It just made me really sad because they were so, they were being like cavalier about it, but they were definitely being casual about talking about people out from their team and, and their era that had passed. And it was just kind of like, yeah, they've passed. This is what it is. It, it shows you also, like you said, the, the difference, right? Here we have Emmett who's new and like so sensitive to things. But these guys were OGs and they were a little bit hardened by their experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why they reacted, you know, that way. But at, we saw at the end, uh, find a way to kind of show how much they cared for Priya. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so sad. I, I was not ready, so I was not ready. Uh, so then we meet uh, Luke Gerthard, Gethard, Luke Gethard. Um, who we find out has been living in the unit since he lost his house. And Sullivan uh, is there because we find out that Andy um, and Jack are basically down. That's the best way I can say it. They're down. There was an explosion and they're down. And so here's the thing. Did Andy and Sullivan actually get married I think so. We saw, why did you think it was like a, a, a dream? Because we saw Pruitt and Andy have that conversation. Her dress was beautiful, by the way. She looked great. I thought she was going to be salsa dancing because with that swinging dress, I thought it was going to be like a suddenly a dance segment. But uh, I think they actually did get married at the city hall um, and just in time for her father to see it. So I think it was a real, the real deal. Okay. So that's the part that I'm still on the fence with because I was like, Who's having this vision? It's Pruitt having this vision that, hey, 
I get to be here for my daughter's wedding and she's she's the reason why I live and everything I do is because of her. And I thought, wow, this is so beautiful because, you know, the bleeding heart in me is like, okay, that's all you need. The person you love and a family member, justice of the peace, get married, move on. It's all good. And it's a beautiful moment. Right. But then I was like, well, who's having this memory? Is this Pruitt's memory or is this Andy's memory? And did this really happen? So I'm not sure but my gut wants to say that this happened directly after, you know, they had their tete to tete. So we saw Sullivan uh, say, Hey, you know what? I've been in love with you for a long time. I know this is, is soon, but I want to marry you. And Andy has some hesitations and he says, okay, well, yeah, I get that. I only know the best of you. Here are the bad parts of me. And I wrote it down because it's so great. So, uh, I snore, but it's not like an ongoing snore. I do like the, the loud snort. I'm too neat. I drive too fast. I'm nervous on planes. I'm quick to anger. I'm not really great at saying I'm sorry. If I'm eating oysters, I'm not sharing. Um, I was self-medicating and I owe a lot of people uh, apologies. Uh, I OD'd. I stole fentanyl. And I need to make amends, right? So, which is everything in a nutshell, right? right. Then she says uh, she has like a hundred pair of socks because she doesn't like to do laundry. She eats cereal out of a box. She's quick to anger. She's stubborn as well. Um, she takes things really personally, which I totally thought was very self-aware of her. Uh, she uh, she was engaged to Jack, and most recently during their little break, she slept with Jack. And she doesn't want to cut Jack off. So we have the best and the worst of both of them in that moment. And then fast forward, we see the flash forward or flash back of them getting married. And so I was a little bit confused. I was like, did they or didn't they? And I'm hoping that they did because what I wasn't ready for, Sahai, was the fact that we know that the old timers were listening on the radio and we see Pruitt rush to the scene. What were your thoughts? Well, we remember when, um, I think it was Pruitt's flashback of, of, the, of the wedding because remember when Andy tried to introduce Sullivan, she almost called him Robert very casually to the mm. old timers. Mm. Also, I think the fact that they're married now and this is now his wife is what caused Sullivan to eventually rush in to try to save his not just his his girlfriend, his wife now, you know? So I think I think they're definitely married. You know what? You make all the sense. I I think I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, I think I agree with that one thousand percent. Um, so then we see uh Dean and Maya and they find this Luke guy who's been living in the storage unit, and we see Dean freeze. And my heart dropped because we know that he's worried about not having his affairs together. And uh, I was just like, okay, so what's going to happen now? Like they're all in there. So Dean's in there. Maya's in there. We now have Sullivan in there. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the pro we Emma in there. We have Travis in there. And then there was another guy. Um, and I can't think of his name, but there were six of, of the team in there. Yeah. And, now what because they're all stuck 
Two of them had an explosion. One of them is freezing. Another one went in there against protocol with no partner. And then we find out that his leg gives out. So instead of saving Andy, Andy's having to save him. And meanwhile, they're disoriented because there's so much smoke, they don't know how to get out. That's when I just like started bawling. <laughs> yeah, but it was scary to watch their oxygen tanks, you know, go, go out of air. Uh, them not even being able to find their way in this, what was supposed to be a one story storage facility. It's not like it was multi-level. They weren't going from floor two, three, four, just in that space. I love seeing Andy right on the wall, you know, 19 with the arrow. I was like, even when she's struggling, she's still thinking about everybody. Also Vic was the hero in that moment with Dean because when he froze up, she basically was like, dude, like, get it together. You can do this. And it just shows how strong she is and how her personality of not being a shrinking violet or being too, handling these men too gently helps when they need it. And that's what she, she had to give tough love to Jackson and that's why they broke up. And now she had to give tough love to Dean, which helped him too. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and then we saw Pruitt, uh, and I want to talk about his Elena stories and how he was saying how she was an amazing storyteller and he wasn't once she passed. The fact that he used like the radio calls and what he did every day to uh, inspire and tell stories to Andy and to have the old timers really remember Andy as a child. And remember how she liked rolling up the uh, fire tubes and, and all of that. It really set the tone for me for what her future was going to hold. And so I thought like, you know how they say like the first five years of your life really shape who you're going to be. Okay. Right. I, I feel like that was her path, like her path to becoming a firefighter. Her dad was a firefighter. We know that her mom was supposed to be a firefighter before she had Andy just set the path and tone for her life. And then fast forward, here we are with the old timer saying, yeah, like she was an amazing child and she was all about firefighting. And now she's a firefighter, like full circle. Yeah. It's like, she had no other options. It was like, this is what you're going to do. And it wasn't that she was forced. It was just like, you know, her father sharing his passion with her and her also just enjoying that as well. So it was beautiful to see how it was always something, even from her childhood that they bonded over. Yeah. And, you know, we hear a lot about how children look at their parents as superheroes. And we mentioned, they mentioned that in this episode as well is that you know she saw Pruitt her dad as a superhero and she wanted to be a part of that whole you know superhero universe and I just thought it was really a beautiful moment I know Um, he said she called him fireman I was like oh yeah so cute uh I wanted to talk a little bit about the PRT team and how Ben has multiple skills love him to death so we see him, Jackson, and Maggie uh, performing the surgery in the PRT truck and how Ben was like so calm, cool, and collected. He'd been there, done that before. And Jackson was like, what's happening? Like, because he's 
not that because he's in plastics, but because he's in plastics, there's a lot of things that he has not done because he's had the privilege not to do it. And the example with the Lamborghini versus the truck situation <laughs> and the trachea that he had never done, well, he hadn't done it in a long time because it's always done before he gets there, was fascinating to me. And I thought, yeah, you're a plastic. So you're in like the bougie, you come in, you make people beautiful and then you, you, you go your way. But Ben is in the trenches and what I thought was amazing about Ben, because we don't see that, we don't see this in his history as an anesthesiologist, as a firefighter and all of the jobs that he has, but he's really good under pressure. And in an ER situation, not being in an actual hospital, but being in a truck, he's able to like handle things in a moment. And I thought that that was like crazy to see. What yeah, I thought it was so nice to see Ben able to be the 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 one that everyone looked up to like when he was a firefighter everyone he was the new guy no one really knew he was in it because he previously was a surgeon and when he was a surgeon because he had come from anesthesiology they were like ah are you still into this now in this prt situation people know he this is the voice we listen to him he's the leader here you have to respect him and you can see him enjoying that and the fact that, you know, he did it low-key for his wife to make her happy, it just warms my heart. But, you know, I, I heart Ben and I have much respect for him. And I'm so happy that he pushed for this and now it's working out. Yeah, it's, it's, ama it's amazing thing to see. Uh, what did you think of, okay, so we see Emma and Travis, they're trapped uh, like the rest of the team there. But what Emma has is a panic attack. And we see that Travis is trying to separate his personal and professional feelings. But when Emmett has this panic attack, you know, he goes back into the personal and like tries to work that whole situation out. Like, do you think Emmett's going to make it as a firefighter so high? Girl, I don't know if Emmett's going to make it till next week, girl. Like, I really thought Emmett was gone this week. But when Travis gave him his air and was like, your ear is my ear. That like needs to be in some wedding vows. That is the new you complete me, okay? Because that was beautiful. I was like, I need someone to say that to me. That was so beautiful. Yeah. But I think the fact that, you know, there's something to be said for like forbidden love. Like when you, they know they're doing something wrong, it just feels so right. And that's what makes their romance like so much more intense because it is something that's just like between them and nobody else knows so it's in this like little safe space right now but we'll see how long this safe space is gonna you know be around because Emmett is is just a, a mess poor baby and it's not his fault but it's, it's because his heart is not in it yeah I mean girl I need him to just <laughs> tell his woman that it's over and I need him to step up not just with his relationship with this college sweetheart, but also with his relationship with his dad, because he could just be living a better life. He could be living, living his best life. And he's definitely not doing that. And being in a situation where he is now, he's literally putting other people's lives at risk because of it. Yeah. I think um, hopefully what we'll see is 
when it does come out, his girlfriend might even say, well, I kind of already knew. I would love to see Ooh. that for his dad. You know, I feel like, I think as women, we have women's intuition and sometimes to stay in relationships, some people, you know, block things out just for what they want. Um, and I have a feeling you can't have been with someone so long. And uh, Emmett is an artist. He's not an actor. So I'm sure there were times or things that she saw that that made him made her realize, hey, you know, he might be gay. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's get into Pruitt coming to the scene and basically saving the day. And guys, I just I was not ready. I was not ready. And I'm still super emotional about it. But we see him leave the old timers, grab his boots, and he knows what he needs to do. And he was determined about it. We see him confront uh, Maya and Maya, you know, hesitating because like, wait, what? And as he was going up the ladder to the unstable roof, I was like, I felt it. I was like, so hi, what, what, wait, what? If Travis and Emmett couldn't be up there, like, what, what are you doing? Right. And, uh, contrast that to all the talk they were talking about their his team and when they came up and how many people are dead i was like no like i'm not ready we see it's unstable we see he's like out of breath and we see him like take that first axe to the roof and it doesn't work he takes a breath he does another one and another one, and finally we see the hole, and then the hole brings up all this black smoke, and he falls through it. And guess what? All the six people, his team, his family, like he told Maya, are starting to get the air they need to survive this. And Sahai even talking about it, like I get choked up, like it was so, I was not ready. Yeah, I'm still processing it, but you know, he went down in a blaze of glory, literally. I think it shows that someone seasoned like himself doesn't have the same level of fear that we saw Emmett had as he was going up the ladder or the level of uh, cautiousness that uh, Travis had, you know, both of them realized it was not a safe situation and they were not willing to take that risk. Maya wasn't even willing to take that risk. And i I, you know, a part of me was like, you know what, Pruitt is actually, he went down, but it's Pruitt. He's going to come back out of the fire and he's going to be alive. Like a part of me in my mind, I'm like, he's not gone. He's just, you know, went down, his gear protected him and he'll come rushing out next week. That's what we'll see. So that's a, a part of me still doesn't believe it, but I'm interested to see, you know, what Andy's going to think when they've had that shot of the hat that he left. And her realizing that her dad died and her mother died. And now she has no mom and dad. I was like, oh Lord. And is she going to blame Maya? Because Maya let him. You know what I'm saying? I know you can't stop him, but she's, she stood there and watched this man literally risk his life. And how is she going to deal with that? So we'll see. I mean, but I mean, if anybody could do it, it ha- I guess they were like, well, he's going to die anyway. So it had to be him. Like, you know, who else could it have been? again like you I'm still processing it but we have a guy who was dying of cancer literally sacrificed his life to save his family and when he 
talked to Maya and told her to tell Andy that everything I did is because I, in my life I did because I loved you and for that and then to see him fall in like that fiery pit high and then we see the team members all six of them that come out because of it and then like you said Andy you see Andy looking at the hat you see Maya at the end of the fire ladder you see Ben just like totally shaken because he wanted to help as a firefighter after he just saved someone's life it was all so emotional and it was all so like surreal like is this really how Pruitt dies because I know I wasn't ready and seeing the voiceovers for next week how one of their own has fallen I'm like I'm not ready to really accept the fact that he's gone and I've been saying this since season one you know I don't know we'll see yeah. what happens same here same here uh let's uh get into some news and gossip sure so there was a virtual Hamilton reunion and one of our station was there this week, nine-year-old Aubrey Bowman thought she missed her chance to see Hamilton in her hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. When you know, can you, hello, hello, yeah, can you hear me? Uh, okay, got it. Um, I was saying John Krasinski saved the day when he assembled the entire original cast of Hamilton and had them perform the song Alexander Hamilton for Little Aubrey via Zoom. But at minute 12.24, we can see our own cast member, Dean, whose real name is pronounced Akiriete, or uh, AKA Oak, as his friends call him. He was singing his little heart out at minute 12.24. So uh, Dean has, you know, or Oak has a background in theater and his parents are Nigerian, but he was born in Newark, New Jersey and raised in West Orange, New Jersey. He got into acting after an injury ended his potential football career. Yep. Um, I'm loving these news and gossip facts and unfortunately she's frozen but i'm like so i'm like stuck i want to know what's next who what where because i loved um i love the theater and i can't sing so anyone that can sing i'm kind of like woohoo so hi She's not there. Okay, so we're probably going to move into some fire facts until uh, we can get Sahai back. I'm back. Can you Excellent. guys hear me? Hi. Can just to wrap it up, I was saying that, you know, Dean um, and his parents clashed over his decision to become an actor, but as we know, everything turned out all right. He ended up acting, playing two roles in Hamilton, Hercules Mulligan and James Madison. And now he's our beloved Dean in Station 19. So shout out to Oak and congratulations. I love that. And I know that you heart him. And guys, we have to somehow get him on the show. Just simply, <laughs> just simply for you, Sahai. That, that, that is one of my goals in life. 
to get him on our show simply for you. You know, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, he, I respect him as his work. You know, I think he's a, and researching him this week was really interesting. And to see that he took his time to do this for this little girl and to, you know, bless all of us with his, the, all of his talents. It was great. If you want to see the full performance of the song, uh, check out Some Good News on YouTube, by the way. I love that. Uh, normally, guys, we do Firefax. Uh, in lieu of Firefax today, I want to talk just about a little bit about loss. And uh, especially now that we're all kind of quarantined uh, alone and with our thoughts. And there's a lot of people dealing with the mental health and just being able to still feel strong be strong feel love feel not alone all of those things so what i wanted to say is this there are a ton of resources out there now where um la recently announced that they have a 1-800 hotline for if you're feeling any type of way you can call free of charge and they'll walk you through that and i i just want you know, the hashtag alone together, we're alone, but we're together. And whatever it is that you need, know that you're loved and know that you're not alone and know that we're all in this together. And I know that those all sound like cliches, but for real, for real, you're loved. Someone in this world loves you and cares about you, whether it's a parent, family member, friend, or, you know, a secret admirer or whatever, someone cares about you. So I just want all of us to keep that in the forefront of our minds and to remember that you're definitely never not alone. And if you feel overwhelmed by the situation and the current environment that we're in, reach out, reach out to any and everyone and know that there's no shame in that. And I know that Sahai in here so hi in here. So hi and I are here. We're in the comments. We're in the live chat. Reach out to us because, you know, obviously we like to talk. So <laughs> talk, talk to us. That's what I wanted to say in my fire back segment instead. That's beautiful. So hi, where can they find you? What, where, what, and who and when? You can in my house at say hi, Sai. <laughs> And in the yeah. comments. <laughs> Same. I'm in my house, self-quarantined, <laughs> trying to not drive my own self crazy. All across social media, though, guys, you can find me at Linda is so girly. And then let's do like some quick predictions since we have uh, a few minutes. Predictions for next week's live. I think uh, there may be some re residual anger towards Maya because of Pruitt's death. I think people may blame her. Um, I think there could also be the reveal of Andy and romance with their marriage. So I think there's gonna be a lot of reveals. Also just a quick shout out to the people that commented last week, the queen of Regal, Nicole O'Brien, Gemini 3. Thank you guys so much for commenting last week. I love that. Uh, my prediction, because I'm still delusional, is I'm going to say that Pruitt doesn't die immediately. I think the team goes back in, rescues him, he goes to graze and survives the unsurvivable. 
but then he has to make a decision whether he's going to take get treatment or not and if he gets treatment he's going to live if he doesn't he's not that's my wild prediction love that guys thank you so much for joining us we love station 19 we love you guys and we'll see you same time same place next week bye Bye, guys thank you our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.